Hi, listener. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. Hey listeners, it's your host Sally Holder. I am so excited for you to listen to this next episode. It is me sharing all about how you can figure out what your gift is. What in the world is it that you are meant to do? It is a question I've gotten so many times along the way on the road, and I am so excited to give you three very tactical and practical tools for you to be able to use to identify what your dream is and what your potential is and be able to start taking actions to go after it. And I also have a very special offer, so stay tuned to the very end of the episode because you are going to want to hear exactly how I am supporting women just like you to reach their greatest potential This year, it is an amazing new opportunity for coaching and camaraderie combined in one. Don't miss out. It is so exciting. So without further ado, let's get started making your business just a little bit better. Hey, listeners, I am your host, Sally Holder. I am excited to dive in today's episode. It really is the result of a lot of the questions that I have gotten lately on my book tour. You know, I've been in some incredible cities, in fact, more than 25 all over the country, sharing about the concept of hitting rock middle and how staying there really is oftentimes you know, a a way of robbing yourself from your greatest potential, right? If we choose to stay there, then we're not following the gifts that we were really given that we know kind of oftentimes deep down in our heart and our soul that we're capable of achieving. But the question that I always consistently got from at least one person in the audience is, I feel like I have something else to do or something else to give. I just don't know what that is. How do I figure it out? And my answer to them was always generally the same, which was, I bet you do know what it is, right? You've just got to go through a process of allowing yourself to receive it again. So I thought I would do an entire episode today on helping you realize how you might be doing some consistent things that are blocking you from being able to see what that gift is and what that opportunity might be that really is oftentimes kind of right there in front of you. It might be standing right there waiting for you, waiting for you to you know, change the channel, if you will, or put on a new pair of glasses or whatever metaphor it is that you are looking for, right? All you have to do is begin to pay attention to it. But how do you do that? Well, I thought I would dig into exactly how we can make that happen. Now, the first thing I think that we have to look at is how you have experienced it thus far, your process of investigating what it is that you should do next. 
You know, a good example is a woman that came up to me at my latest event on the West Coast, and she came up to me and said, you know, I've been trying so hard to figure it out. And I didn't have the heart to tell her then, but really what I was thinking is that's probably part of the problem. See, we spend so much time trying to, quote unquote, figure it out. And if you can imagine that when you're figuring it out, you're working really hard, right? It probably oftentimes feels like you're, you know, taking a boulder and pushing it uphill, You know, in fact, it kind of felt like that for me when I was going through this same process of trying to figure out what I ought to be doing, transitioning from my law practice to this entrepreneurial role. And so I get it. I know how you feel. What I didn't realize was that I was making the process of figuring out what I wanted to do or just determining what my gift was a lot harder than it really needed to be. See, I was working at it, right? And I have come to learn that the gift that lies within you doesn't require a tremendous amount of work. See, society is always looking at us and saying there's got to be something else that you need to do, acquire, be, in order to be worthy of your goals and your dreams. And that, frankly, I've learned is just absolutely not true, right? There's generally not another degree that you need to go and get. There's not another, you know, external box you have to check. You're great the way that you are. We just have to switch instead of focusing on what all of those external things are that might need to be acquired. We've got to look within ourselves. So what I was doing, I don't know about you, but what I was doing along the way was I would get a good idea or what I thought was a good idea. I would find a career that I found, you know, somewhat interesting. Um, And let's just say real estate, for example. I kind of toyed with that for a little while. And I would begin to explore it. I would have excitement going in. And then I would investigate it. But then somewhere in the back of my mind, there was always a little bit of doubt, right? There was always a little concern that this may not be the thing. And, you know, what if I put all my eggs in this real estate basket and it turns out not to be the thing for me? Then I've wasted a couple of more years and I've wasted more time and I'm exactly back in the same position that I was in before. And so... I would investigate and then I would find evidence that would discourage me, right? I would find evidence that real estate's hard and that it takes you several years to build up your resume and your expertise and your client base. And so, you know, through that investigation process, I found a lot of evidence that discouraged me. And because I became discouraged, I decided to just make a full stop right? Make a full stop. So if you can imagine this whole process in what I refer to as the loop, then you've got at the top of the loop, the top of the circle is your investigation. And then next you're moving down the loop to the arc to, uh, sorry, excitement down the loop and arc to uh, investigation, then to discouragement, and finally to a full stop until you get excited again. Until you find another career that sounds interesting. So you'll have someone come along and say, you ought to be a writer. Ooh, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the career. 
And then you would go through the exact same process, the exact same investigation, the exact same feelings of discouragement, and you would find proof that it might not be, might not be the thing for you, and then you would come to a full stop again. And so I spent a really long time in that loop, discouraged over and over and over again, believing that I would never find what it is that I was looking to do with my life. Now, what I've really come to realize is that I was just doing it all wrong and that I was approaching finding what I was meant to do from the wrong perspective, Right, I was approaching it believing that someone outside myself had the answers. Someone outside myself, you know, held the key, if you will. They held the key to my success. I just needed to find the right key that unlocked the door. And I believed that I could just go along and one day it would sort of magically appear, right? Someone would mention something that I should do. I would take their advice and then all the rest from there would be gravy, Well, as you've probably come to learn from me, that that's not really actually how it goes. In fact, the process is really different than that. The process I experienced was very different from that. The process that actually ended up working for me didn't involve anyone else. It really didn't involve anything else except for myself, And me really turning inward to ask specific questions of me. See, no one knows yourself better than you. Really, no one can answer these type of questions other than you. So some of the questions that I have found to be critical in sort of unlocking that door, right? The keys that you've been looking for outside yourself the entire time lie in the answers to a couple of questions. And really, those questions are simply, what did you dream of doing when you were a kid? What did you love to do when you were a child? What came so naturally and organically to you that as a kid, you just could lose yourself in it for hours? And maybe it wasn't even too long ago that you felt these types of feelings. Maybe, in fact, you even feel these feelings right now about certain things that you do. Maybe it's something that is a hobby for you, right? Where do you lose yourself? And you believe I cannot possibly get paid to do this thing. The thing that fills me up, the thing that makes me lose complete track of time. Oftentimes we have to revert to our childhood in order to get in touch with these feelings. Oftentimes we have to go back because somewhere along our path as we were growing up, we were evolving and changing. And then, you know, we learned from the exterior world that we couldn't make a living doing these things, right? That we couldn't make a living being an artist or, right, being a public speaker was not something that, you know, a woman in Greenville, South Carolina could make a living doing, Right? We were told somewhere along the way that our dreams didn't have merit or that they wouldn't amount to, quote unquote, success. But now we certainly know that's not true. But yet we haven't gone back to eliminate those assumptions. We're still making decisions based on them. We're still deciding who it is that we need to become in the future based on these assumptions we made in the past. 
And so what we have to do is go back to the beginning to be able to unpack some of that and to answer some of these critical questions, like the ones that I just posed to you. Some other ones that you can ask yourself can be things like, you know, what is it that I see in other people that truly resonates with me, right? You wouldn't have that resonance within you if that weren't somewhere deep within you, some sort of dream that you have. It doesn't have to mirror exactly the way that the other person has made it come to fruition, right? If someone's career involves a great deal of travel or, right, some form of, you know, compromise that you're not willing to make, that's okay. But there can still be pieces and parts of what they've created that resonate with you. Take some time to think about that. Like Go through your daily life and look at where you see the life that's being created or lived or achieved, you know, either through social media or even with those people that you encounter on a daily basis and write down the things that intrigue you about what it is that they're doing, right? Write down the things that they're doing that you just simply say like, ooh, ah, wow, that would be cool. And then immediately we tend to switch into that discouragement, but right now you're not going to because you're not trying to make a decision. You're just gathering information. So you don't need to make a choice to say, oh, that's so cool what they do, but I can never do that, right? We're not going to go that far. We don't need to write down, you could never do that because we're not making an either or choice. We're not making a choice as to whether or not you're going to do that. We're just identifying the things that you see that resonate with you. So you can do this simultaneously while you spend some time really reflecting on your past and, you know, your childhood, your your entire growing up, whether there were things that resonated with you then that you identified are really part of the core of who you are. You know, what other things do you need in your life that you're not willing to really compromise on? right? What types of things do you want to be a part of the career that you ultimately have that you know would really inspire you on a regular basis? See, I know travel really inspires me, going to new places, seeing new things, meeting new people. So I knew that that needed to be something that would be a part of my career. So it's easy for me to be able to say, okay, These are the things that resonate with me that I see some resonance in. I can take those and write them down on a piece of paper. I can also say that these, this goes into the category and the list of things that I really have as non-negotiables, meaning I want my career to incorporate some sort of travel. I really want it to incorporate connecting with women. I really want it to incorporate having an impact on others right? What are the non-negotiables for you? What are the things that have to be there? And make a list of those. So now you're going to have really three major lists in front of you. And I bet out of those lists, you're going to be able to identify a few things that have overlap, a few things that really you can see organically intertwine with one another, a few things that maybe are meant just for you. And so you're not making a decision about a title, right? A career, something that 
makes you feel like you have to make an either or decision, all you're doing is you're collecting evidence of possibilities right now. So those three lists that you're going to have in front of you at the conclusion of this are going to give you a lot of evidence that there are a lot of possibilities out there for you. See, that exercise alone of making those three lists, the the things that were organically good for you during your childhood that you can't believe someone can pay you for, the things that you gravitated towards that make time fly by, the things that you have just naturally loved all your life, right? Some of the things that have shaped you, the list of things that are your non-negotiables, right? The things that resonate with you. All of those are going to comprise those real long, hopefully, three lists. And I would challenge you to say, have you done that work yet? Have you done that work to really turn introspectively to say, what is on those lists for me? And if not, haven't you just been looking externally on a list that someone else created, right? Here are the list of seven jobs. You know, I always say that, I stayed stuck as an attorney for a very long time because what lied out there for me was either a list of all of the spiritual practices that I could do, which all have value. I'm not just counting those at all, right? But it was like, you know, you can meditate your way there or, you know, exercise your way there to figuring it out. And or you can choose from this list of, you know, 15 careers for dummies. And I didn't really feel like either one fit me individually. And I had looked at those lists and none of them really were working, right? I was stuck in the loop with regard to all of them, right? I could look at each of them and I could find ways to pick them apart. I could find ways to feel discouraged in any of them. And it, when picking between the career I had already chosen and a new one that seemed to also have many, many flaws in it, then it just didn't look that appealing. So I had to find a new way. I had to find my own way of being able to define how to determine what it is that I was meant to do. And this became my way of making these lists and really turning inward and determining where it is that I want to be at the end of this wild and crazy life right? Because it's about choosing a life well-lived. And then the success will grow from there. The success will come naturally and organically when we have filled our own cup and when we're really happy doing what it is that we're meant to do. So after you're building those lists, then you're going to do that second step, which is you're going to come back and you're going to see how do they overlap? How do they intertwine? What is it that is, you know, jumping out at me from these three lists? You know, what is it that I see that's really evident here? I would challenge you on this particular task to see that there is a lot of overlap. I'm certain that there will be. I'm certain that you're going to see things about yourself come out in those lists that you didn't even really know were there. I know for myself that that was something that was kind of shocking you know, to see some of the things that came up for me that I never really expected, right? One of them certainly was writing a book, right? I never expected that really to be on my list, but when it became part of the process of really making an impact, 
right? Writing a book seemed to really be within that intertwined, you know, statement of of how I was going to do, you know, the type of work that I wanted to do. That became really evident. And I really challenge you that it'll be evident for you too. The biggest thing then, the final and third step that we have to be willing to do is that, you know, we've got to be willing then to take a step out of our comfort zone. So we all typically say that, you know, we want to step out of our comfort zone, that we want to grow. But most of the time when we step out, we believe that we're going to experience something positive. You know, I've said this I probably on a podcast before, but it bears repeating because, again, it seems like this is not part of the normal conversation. That when you're trying to figure out what it is you want to do with your life and how you want to get to this place where you have real true fulfillment and success, something I talk a lot about in my book, Hitting Rock Middle, is that you really want to be able to expect discomfort along the way. So as you step out of your comfort zone, then you're going to have to experience some discomfort, right? The internet always shows that small box or circle that says this is where the magic, excuse me, this is your comfort zone. And then there's a much larger circle, usually in the upper right hand corner, that says where the magic happens. But whenever I step out of my comfort zone, I do not experience magic I don't experience anything like magic. In fact, I always typically experience something that I would describe as the opposite of magic. And that is the discomfort. That as soon as I'm stepping out and experiencing that discomfort of something unknown, unfamiliar, which is the exploration of something new, I want to run back into my comfort zone and jump back into that that loop and say, it can't be done. It's not possible, right? Feel discouragement and stop again. But I know from many, many, many times working with female entrepreneurs that if we can actually expect the discomfort and that we can embrace it, And we can say that it is part of the process, right? It is just merely the third step in this process of walking towards the magic, walking towards experiencing the type of magical growth that we really want to have. Then oftentimes we will endure it. We will go all the way through it. We will stay there knowing that that is where the growth happens. And so... I know that it can be very scary as you try to identify what it is that you were put here to do. But when you go through the process of introspection, that making the list of the three things that we just discussed, and then you look for the identifying characteristics and the overlap and, you know, where your intuition is calling you to go – And then you begin to take action on that intuition just by taking the next step, right? That's all it really requires. It's taking the first step in the direction of your greatest potential. Then you're going to begin to feel discomfort. You're going to feel frustrated typically and kind of lost. I know that's how I felt, 
right? There were many times where I wanted to put the book away and say, forget it. I'm not going to do it. I can't make it happen. I feel too frustrated and too lost. And what if I fail? And what if this was never meant for me? But when I go back and I look at who I am and it's written down in front of me, And I can see that when I'm really considering who I want to become and looking at all the characteristics that I really exemplify and what is I want to achieve and how I want to achieve it, then I know that the book was my vehicle to get there. And I just know that this is part of the discomfort to making it happen. I know that this is likely what every person who has done anything big in their lives has had to endure. And let me assure you, it is. There is no one that has gotten to jump over this part. There is no one who's gotten to the level of success that resonates with you or to that higher degree of of achieving their greatest potential or becoming the person they were meant to be without enduring the discomfort along the way, right? Without shedding the skin, you know, that I always say, you know, it is like shedding a skin or, you know letting go of who you once were so that you're capable of becoming the person you were meant to be. And when you're talking about getting to be that person and living in the magic, then you know enduring some of this discomfort is really worth it, right? It's worth going through that process to identify where it is that you're ultimately meant to be. I bet if you're anything like me, you have sat for a very long time in the same place, hoping that one day out of someone else's mouth, they were they will utter it, the thing that you were meant to be or the thing that you were meant to do and that you will just instantaneously know. And maybe that hasn't happened for you, much like it didn't happen for me. So this gives us the power back. It gives us as individuals the power to make that happen for ourselves so that you don't have to sit around and wait for anyone else to come along and offer you the perfect job or the perfect opportunity or sit and wait for someone else to tell you who you are meant to be. You can go out and start making that happen and figure it out today. You can go through this process of being able to take these three really simple steps to hopefully identifying that greater potential within you. And then just taking the next step in front of you by asking yourself that one question of, you know, what is the next step that I can take in order to begin the process of going there, right? It's just that simple. The next step. You don't have to change careers suddenly, take any leaps, right? Make any jumps, sacrifice anything, All you have to do is continue to remain open to seeing it, to seeing the possibilities that still lie ahead for you and just taking the next step in front of you and seeing what comes of that, right? If creating a book is your ultimate dream and that becomes evident for you like it did for me, then you can say, well, what would be the next step that I would take in this process to create that reality, right? The next step might simply be investigating what type of book I would want to write. That's it. That's as far as I'm going to go right now. Or the next step might be I've already decided the type of book. So the next step would be I want to determine, you know, uh, the topic I would write and write out just a very simple synopsis of what the book would be about. 
or let me see if, you know, my big idea, um, you know, has legs. And so I will create out, you know, a list of what chapters I might write. Those can be the simple next steps that you take and nothing more, right? You don't have to make big decisions. You don't have to choose either or. And so often I say that to potential clients. In fact, I just said that to someone yesterday as she was considering joining the Brim, this uh, amazing community where I'm helping more women uh, create their dream careers. I'm helping them execute on that um, by walking them through a year-long program where they're determining what it is that they want to do, how they want to execute on it. And she said that she was scared. And I believe that woman entirely. And I said to her the same thing that I will say to you if you're listening, that you know, don't forget that participating doesn't mean that you have to change anything. But we should always give ourselves the chance to see what could happen instead of closing ourselves off to everything new entirely. Then together throughout the year, we'll see what's right for you. See, in isolation, we only grow our doubts, our fears, and our worry. And breaking out of the isolation to be with other women at least makes all of those things dissipate, right? Fear, doubt, and worry cannot grow without isolation. And so I've created the BRIM, the Beyond Rock Middle Movement, as a great way for you to be able to identify where you're headed. So if you're listening to this episode and you're getting to the end of it thinking, I really still want more support and help in figuring out what I'm meant to do and I want to go after it. This is the community for you. This is the opportunity for you to do it with up to 250 women. So it will not close out until we meet that threshold. And we have women of all different stages of their career, from women who are founding something entirely new to those who have already created their idea, who are the builders, but they need to build out their revenue and build out their company, and those who are the accelerators, who really want to grow the business that they have into a million or $10 million add a zero, keep adding a zero in revenue. So they're going to accelerate the business that they have. So we have women at all different stages who say, I want to reach my greatest potential, but I want the support in doing that. Then the brim is just the thing for you. So I believe as of when this episode airs, we may still have a few spots left in our founding 50, which are the founding 50 members. So get in on that. I'm telling you, you are going to want to be a part of the founding 50. There will only ever be a first founding 50 of the Brim, and it is going to be a very special group. Um, So jump in and get started making this the year where you stop asking yourself how and you get started making it a reality. I would love nothing more to be your partner in that process of making that happen. But hopefully these are going to give you three steps to get started doing just that. And there are three things that I would have told you to do in the Brim as well. So get started seeing where that takes you 
And I can't wait to see where your business goes over the next year. Thanks so much. Guess what, listeners? I am so excited to share with you this opportunity that I have been working on for more than a year now. It is the creation of a community that is going to support you towards becoming the greatest person, achieving the greatest potential that you have within you. And it is called The Brim, the Beyond Rock Middle Movement. Now, it is a movement of more than 250 women who are coming together to receive coaching and camaraderie in one place. So if you've been sitting there listening to this podcast thinking, I want more coaching from Sally, or I want to be with other women who this message resonates with too, then you are absolutely going to love the brim. These are women who are in three different stages of their business, the founders, those that want to found something and figure out what it is they're meant to do, the builders, those that want to build out their revenue stream and really build a big business, and then the accelerators, those that have a million dollar plus in revenue and are really excited about doubling and tripling that revenue over the course of this next year. So no matter what stage of business that you're in or that you're not in right now, you can be a part of the brim. You are going to be supported by me weekly with video content, Zoom calls, documents, check-ins, Slack communication. You are going to have it all as well as a member portal to have connections with other brim members throughout the country. And you're going to have a year-long community to support you towards the growth of your greatest potential. I couldn't be more excited to be able to share this with you. So if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, I'm really intrigued, all you need to do is get on my website, sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com, sallyholder.com. And jump on there. You can go ahead and sign up right now. You're going to want to be part of the first 50 founding members and jump in there. And then beyond that, you are going to get immediately into the community to be able to enjoy learning more about all of the other amazing women who are part of it as well. So I can't wait to see you in the brim. Feel free to reach out and ask me any questions that you might have. And I'm excited for the next year ahead together, helping you reach your greatest potential.